rescued me from chains of sin. I now am free. It paid the debt from sin I owe, redeeming grace that loved me so. Redeeming grace, my soul can rest in His embrace. I'll tell it out. my soul redeeming grace oh blessed plan sent down from God to fallen man his holiness is satisfied since Jesus' blood has been applied. Redeeming grace, my soul can rest in His embrace. I'll tell it out wherever I go. Redeeming grace has saved my soul. I'll tell it out wherever I go.
seated. Thank you. I got to get through all this sermon. Will you clap or not? I got to do this. First Timothy, I'm sorry, Second Timothy chapter number two. Second Timothy chapter number two. Are you comfortable or are you getting warm? Second Timothy chapter number two. I just thought I'd ask. I'm not going to do anything about it. <coughs> 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 3 and verse number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 3 verse number 4. I'll read out loud. You read along with me silently. Would you stand for these two verses, please? And then we'll turn to Ephesians. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3 and 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good soldier. Ephesians chapter number 4. Now if you're in Timothy, go back. Go backward. And you'll run right into it. Okay? Ephesians chapter number 4, starting at verse number 9. Ephesians chapter number 4, starting at verse number 9. Chapter 4, verse number 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens that he might fill fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the truth, I'm sorry, the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Verse number 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working of the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Our text verse, verse 15. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Father, help me now tonight to help your people. We all need to be a little uncomfortable at times. We all need to be challenged at times. We all need to get out of ourselves. We belong to you and find out what it is you want and press that way. God, I pray you'll bless the people tonight. Sometimes what blessing is is a chastisement to straighten us out. Sometimes the blessing is just that, an enjoyment, a shouting, a mountaintop experience. Whatever it is that your people need tonight, please, dear Lord, Holy Ghost of God, deal severally to every man as you see fit. Help me tonight to help your people, and I will thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want you to listen very, very carefully. I need everybody's undivided attention. If you have a phone, please check it and make sure that it is off. I really would rather not be interrupted, please. 
Over and over again, God's Word instructs us to grow. It instructs us to mature. It instructs us to edify or be edified or built up. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. The Bible said, but grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It tells us to grow. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes, comma, desire the sincere milk of the word. So he's saying if you're a babe in Christ, you should want and desire the sincere milk of the word that you may, here's our word again, grow thereby. In our text verses that we read a minute ago, the references to growth and growing is in there also. We see in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, edifying. Edifying is the verb of the noun edifice. Edifice is a building. Edifying would mean to grow. It will mean to build up. And so in Ephesians 4, verse 15, grow up in him. In Ephesians 4, 16, edifying. So we're being told here to not stop. We're being told here to keep growing. The Bible teaches us to grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Since God wants and instructs us to grow, there has to be there has to be a starting place from which a person grows. And there has to be a place to head to for which a person that's growing needs to go to. It's to be very careful. All of us, if you're a born-again Christian, have a starting place. And that place is the same place. Every one of us started at the same place. But there are stages of growth, just like in life, there are stages of growth in Christianity. The first one that we find out about is the baby stage. Now, that doesn't mean you're a whiner. Yes, it does. And so the first stage is the baby stage. Born again means new life. New life has come, and we call that a babe in Christ. It is talking about birth. In 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Every Christian, every Christian in here starts at that place right there. Everybody starts as a baby. Everybody, it doesn't make any difference your age or your size, everybody starts as a baby. When everything is fine, there's nothing wrong with being a baby if you're a baby. Everybody starts off, and all babies do the same thing, more or less. They just do that. Every Christian starts off this place, a baby in Christ. We start off being pure and innocent. We don't know anything. We can't do anything. It doesn't make any difference our desire. We just can't do anything because we're babies in Christ. When everything is fine, babies laugh. They're contented. Everything's okay. When anything, when everything is fine, they're good. When anything is wrong, they're not contented. And they tend to cry quite a bit. But that's a baby. We expect that out of babies, do we not? But they need to be trained. Babies have a tendency to turn into children. It's weird, isn't it? So we find out the second stage here is the stage of a child. Throughout the Bible, we are referred to as a child or children of God. Okay? So this would be true. A child is learning to take care of himself. Babies can't. A child should be. But still wants what is the easy way. A child wants the easy way in life. They're always looking for that. Always thinks of themselves above all others. That's what children do. Children think of themselves first. Not necessarily his fault. If he hasn't been taught, he doesn't know any better, but he still needs to learn. As far as he's concerned, life should be about him. That's a child. So we have a baby stage. We have a child stage. And then the third one, we have manhood. Now, all of us kind of think we're in that one. 
Now, let's be very careful. Unlike in the visible life, the physical life down here on this earth, where we think that maturity or being a man has to do with size or age or those kinds of things, uh, the weight we have, a man in God's economy is judged by his maturity. Judged by his maturity. has nothing to do with age, size, how many years you've been in Christianity. It should, but it doesn't. One is a man when he has learned to take care of himself and his without being a burden to other people. Did you hear what I just said? A man is considered in the Bible and in real life when a person can take care of himself and his without being a burden to other people. Did you hear what I said? So we talked about baby, we talked about a child, and we talked about a man. None of these stages should be permanent. None of these stages should be permanent. Each one, each one of these are a starting place of growth, a maturing place to grow at that stage, but it is also a place, a stage to grow from and to grow on. A baby should not stay there. It needs to grow. When it becomes a child, it should not stay there. It should grow. In that area during the child stage, it should be growing, learning, experiencing the same thing with a baby. Nobody can stay or should stay where that stage is. It doesn't make any difference what stage you're in right now. You should not stay there. And the same thing with manhood. We need to, for the most part, the time it is time for most of us, most of us, to grow up into him. That's what the Bible says there in our text verse, to grow up in him. Here's what we find out here. Every particular stage of growth, a lot of people somewhere along the way decided to stop growing. I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about real babies and real men, though the similarity is, is pretty glaring at times. So the first stage here is the baby stage. The second stage here is the child stage. The third stage is manhood stage. And the fourth stage, go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter number 2. In 2 Timothy chapter number 2, we find out the fourth stage is the soldier. The fourth stage is the soldier. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and verse number 3 and 4, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now what's the difference here? A soldier is not just a man, but he is that. He is a man at the next stage in his Christianity. A soldier is a man. I just described to you a little bit of what a man is. He's learned to take care of himself and his own without being a burden to others. A soldier is a man, but he's going on from there. Listen to me very carefully. A soldier is not just a man. The Bible said, but soldiers are a good soldier in Jesus Christ. They do not whine like a baby. Soldiers don't whine like a baby. When the least little thing does not go their way. A soldier is not a child. A soldier is not a child in uniform that still has not learned that the world and life does not revolve around him. That's what children do. Children think everything should be about them and it revolves around them. A soldier, though a man, is beyond just taking care of himself and his own and not causing any problems. I thought that was good. That would be a man. A soldier is a man in all of that, but a soldier, a good soldier of Jesus Christ has learned to endure hardness. He's learned that. Babies don't start off that way. 
Children do not learn that. Men very seldom ever get to that place. Soldiers learn to endure hardness. That's what the Bible teaches him. He's learned to deny his own wants, his own pleasure, and his own right. I guess I'm explaining this for you to decide and judge. Where are you at? Are you the baby? Are you the child? Are you the, when I say man, are you at that level? Lady, he's talking about you too. Or are you a soldier for Jesus Christ? You see, a man who learns all of this for him, for himself, and yet the soldier endures all of those things, but he does it for others. He takes care of himself. He watches over his own, but now he's living for other people. He's got himself in control. He'll handle what he has to handle. But now his concern is the cause of Christ and other people. The soldier endures all things for others. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 10. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake. This is the apostle Paul. That they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. We need to grow on and grow up in to him. Too many are stuck in a stage of their own choosing because it's very comfortable for them. I'd love to be a baby. Somebody else carry you around. Anytime you're dirty, they clean you up. Anytime you're hungry, they rush to your aid, right? You always are in a warm room, a warm room. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? You're always in a warm room. All these great things are going on. I'd love to be a baby. The problem is I look a little silly in a crib. I'd love to be a child again. My childhood, I, I had a good time when I was a little kid. I really did. Running around. It didn't make any difference what our backyard looked like or whatever. We run up and down the alleys getting into people's trash, getting out stuff we wanted. I was having the time of my life. Having a great time as a child. You know why? I had no concern about what was going on in the world. I could care less about what was going on in other people's lives. Life was all about me. If I was having a good time, everybody should be having a good time. What level are you on? And then there comes manhood. We have to grow up into him. If we are in a warfare, too many people are stuck. We are, we, but we are in a warfare for the cause of Christ and the souls of men. We're not in this for ourselves. We are in this for the souls of men and the cause of Christ. And we've got to come to terms with that. Where does God want us to go from where we're at right now? If you are in a warfare, how effective would a baby be? If we are really in a warfare, how effective would a child be? If we're really in a warfare, how effective would a man be that has never learned to be a soldier? Go to Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. Go backward. Ephesians chapter number 6. I want you to look at verse number 10. Chapter 6, verse number 10. You know these verses, as soon as you turn to it, you go, I know what this is all about. Watch what he has to say, starting at verse number 10. Find him, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Sounds to me like battle. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. 
Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance, watch, watch, and supplication for not yourself, not yourself. We're talking soldiers now. We're, we're not talking about you just taking care of yourself. We're talking about soldiers. We're talking about those who are on the front lines protecting other people, making sure that others will be able to survive and make a way until they finally grow up and learn about these things. So in Ephesians, babies could care less about all this. You can put down all the armor and all the cool ammo and all the cool stuff you can get. They understand that. They don't care. You have to understand also a child does not recognize or understand the importance of such things. He doesn't understand what this is all about. Even if you tried to explain it to him, which is what parents are trying. We're trying to explain life to a four-year-old. They're not going to get it. Then we come to the mature man. He sees it. He understands it. He fights for the good fight. Ready? To protect himself and what is his. He's a good man. Not a bad man. He is a good man. But a soldier understands and does not forget that it is a spiritual warfare, just like he pointed out here, and not a fleshly one. He does all that he does for and according to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, that last part, for all saints. He's not doing this for himself. He's not putting on this cool outfit so he can show off. He's not doing this to play around. He is doing this and learning this and being trained and growing on in the Lord for the sake of Christ and the sake of other people. That is a soldier because it's a spiritual battle. All Christians are in it. Everybody in this room is in a spiritual battle. Now, the first thing you're thinking about is yourself. That's not what soldiers do. Soldiers think about others first in the cause of Christ. So what we have here, all Christians are in it from the time you're saved until the time calls you home. And if that's the case, then we need a weapon. We have got to have a weapon. If I'm going to be in a fight and everybody else has got a sword, I want one. And everybody else does. And they don't fight fair. I have got to have a very powerful sword. In verse number 17, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. What you've got in your lap is the sword of the Spirit. If you're saved, you have Him inside of you. He wants to use this. But if you're just born again or you're still a baby, I don't care if you have the Spirit of God or not, you don't know how to wield this sword. You do not. It is the sword of the Spirit. It's getting you about a baby trying to handle a sword. If you're, if, you're, if you're a child, do you understand the problems that this is going to create? Because it's a spiritual warfare, we all need a weapon. And the Bible said the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged what? Sword. A baby has no knowledge, no experience, and it's not going to do too much damage to the enemy and for the cause of Christ carrying a Bible or not. Doesn't make any difference what he's put in his hand. He doesn't know how to use it or he listens to it. He really don't care. He just got saved. As long as everything's good, he's good. If anything goes bad, it's bad. Is that you? The least little thing goes wrong. We begin to cry and whine. and That's what babies do. I'm not making fun. I'm trying to get us to understand what level we're on so we can grow on in him. 
we had to understand here. I want a ID. Brother uh, Jordan, bring mic up here with you. Got mic up. Bring it. Bring it. We have three more. Come on up here, buddy. We're going to call him a baby. Now, don't tell him that. I'm going to call this a pen knife. See how small that is? By the way, it's very sharp, so I'm not going to keep it open. safe in battle. You? Can you hold that up? Hold it up to Adam, boy. Now listen to me very, very carefully here. A baby does not know the advantages, the dangers, and how to rightly divide and use properly the Word of God. Nothing wrong with being a baby if you're a baby. But a baby's needs to grow on to childhood. Because right now with that pen knife somehow in battle, I don't think he's going to be of much use to me or the cause of Christ or to anybody else or to himself. Babies need to be taught and trained, and that's why we tell some people like this, you're not ready yet. No, just just come to church and learn. And you get so frustrated because there you are, 65 years old, going like this, but I'm 65. If you just got saved, you're a baby in Christ. And no, I wasn't referring to my wife. Now, so we find out here the child I need Noah. Noah, come on up here. Now, Mom and Dad, I'm going to trust that he'll do what he's told. Do what? Okay. I want you to stand. Can you move over just a little bit? Ready? Face down. Hold that up. We have a child here with a pocket knife. A child is not much more than a baby. except in size, and has been taught some basic things concerning himself. So he may use a knife to play chicken with. You know what that game is? You know, play chicken? Chicken's like this. Okay, here, watch. I'll show you. Should I show him? Okay, you stand here, all right? You spread your legs like this, all right? Now, I'm going to stand over here, and I'm going to take this knife, I'm going to throw it between your legs, and then I'm going to try to get as close to your feet without hitting you. I'm going to throw it once, and then you're going to take it, and you're going to throw it, and I'm going to move my leg. And then we're going to end up like this, and I'm going to try it again. Now, this is kind of a dumb thing because the person who loses is the person who gets stuck. So it makes sense to me to stick him, right? So we're not going to do that, all right? So there you go. But you see, he doesn't know. He thinks it's cool. This is pretty cool. That's what that's the way children think. So he may use the knife to play chicken or play games with it. He thinks his knife is for fun or something to use to show off. Well, I can prove that in the Bible. Well, I can out-argue you. You know what you're doing? You're taking the Word of God and using it the way I'm describing that he would use this. Look, he's just, he's just a young man. This is what he does. He likes to play. He likes to roughhouse. But he doesn't understand the value. And then I got this little guy over here that holding up that pen knife. Everybody has something. God has given everybody in here the word of God. You have it available to you. 
But you have to understand, as a baby, you're in battle. You're not going to be of much use to God or anybody else. A child, still, life is all about him. When he's not happy, he lets everybody know it. See there? And when you give him something, he thinks, man, this is cool. Man, look at this knife. I think I got something like this out of Dad's drawer the other day. I mean, uh, okay, there we go. Now, so what happens here is this. If somebody should try to tell him the proper use of the Word of God, he gets upset. I know how to work a knife. I know how to open that up. You don't need to show me that. Are you listening to me? Are you a child? Then we have a man. I need not a real man. Uh, here, you'll do. Come on up here. Come on up here. Over here. This is called a machete. Okay? Ken used to have one of these in Vietnam. Down south, every child carries them, don't they? But we're not talking about children. We're going to call you a man. We'll call it you that. Whether you are or not, I don't know, but we're going to call you that. Okay? So there you are. Hold that up. Now we're talking about a man. Now what he has done, he has learned, a man has learned to defend himself. He can. He knows how to defend himself. Watch over their own and their ideas and what they think is right and what is maturity. And what is, it's all about he's learning to take care of himself. He's learning to provide for himself. He's learning to get through things himself. Everything's about self. Even though he's a good man, he does things right. He reads his Bible. He goes to prayer. But it's all for him. And everybody has to learn how to do this. You can't help others until you learn to establish yourself in the Lord. You have to learn these kinds of things. So he has a bigger weapon. But you have to understand, he's a good man. A man here, you see, the idea of a mature man they are in their place on time. I think you missed that part. A real man, he's not like, yeah, but I was tired. Well, yeah, I was in school all day. Oh, well, yeah, you don't know what I went through today. That's a child. Men don't act that way. You see, a real man is on time. Because he knows the value of the character of being on time. So this is not a bad guy. This is a good guy. They, they make sure that their family have what they need and they're willing to work for it and fight. But it's about him. It's about their family. It's about his doings. He, they, they have learned to trust God for their help. They have. It's a good guy. Is, it, is this you? You've learned to trust God. You don't just push your way through, depend upon yourself. You don't do that. You actually have learned at this level. They tithe, they give because they want God's blessing. Hold it, hold it, on their family. You know, a lot of people give so that God will not take stuff from them. Now, that's a good reason, but that's not a song for you. So this is a good guy. Being a man, which, which one are you? Whatever phase you are at, whatever stage you are at, it's time to grow up into him. They go soul winning. You know why? Because it's right and you don't want to look bad. Somebody started by your head a little bit. They can hold their own in the world, the flesh, and with the devil. They are good, mature men and good women. But it's time to grow up in him. It's time to grow up into the Lord. 
Whatever stage you are at, you are never meant to stay there. You are meant to grow up into him. Will you admit a man knows how to use God's word more than a child does? Will you admit that a man knows how to use the word of God more than a baby does? Would you admit that? Would you admit that a man... A real man has learned how to take care of himself. He's not a burden on other people. He does things right because they're right. But most of it is still about him and his family. He doesn't mean to be selfish, but he thinks that being a great Christian is all about doing things so he's not a burden to other people. Nothing wrong with that. Everything is right about that, but that's not a soldier. A soldier is a man. And all these things that's in him that I just described and much, much more is in a soldier. But he's not a soldier. He's a good man. We have a lot of good men. I heard somebody say the other day, I think I did, I, maybe, I, I, I hear a lot of stuff, so don't be surprised. And uh, about people saying, uh, our children need to quit being just good. We need to start being godly. Big difference between just being good and being godly. Now, a godly person should be good. They have to be. But a good person is not necessarily godly. You, you follow my thinking here? Okay, so listen very, very carefully. You need to grow up. So we have to understand these kinds of things, that a man or a woman on this level has maturity and experience and character and knowledge and would be far more helpful than a baby. And what a baby has, a penknife. So I ask you here on the eve, if you would, of a new year, what level you're on, and are you willing to go on to another level? You say, well, it's time for, your, for you mature men and women to grow up. Let me illustrate here. A soldier, we just read it, has a sword. A sword is for battle. That's for work. That's for providing. That's for making your way through the day. A sword is for battle. You understand that? I need, um, here you'll do, come on up. Like that. Stand over next to him. This is not to show off with. A soldier knows that. It's not to play games with or to use on the other children of God. It is for the defense of others and the cutting down of anything that is false. That's what that sword is for. We just read it. The, the word of the Lord is the sword of the Spirit. So we have to understand. That's not to show off with. Oh, watch me talk in tongues. Watch me heal people. You're showing off. That's not what the sword of the Spirit is for. We understand that. It's for cutting down everything that is wrong and false. Said, so preacher, I'm ready to become a soldier for Christ. That's good because it has to start there. You have to want to. You have to want to be a soldier. You have to go from this level here to this level here. And when you do, the penknife begins to grow. And you could do some damage with this. But still, he's thinking about playing and having a good time. And why can't I? But somewhere along the line, he's got to go from there to learning to take care of himself and quit being a burden to everybody else. Quit depending upon everybody else to get him through things. Learn what God wants you to learn and learn to be a good man. But this is not where you're supposed to stop, church. This is not where we, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. That would be here. I'm doing everything right, and he is. The problem is, the Bible said, God called us to be soldiers, not just men, not just women, but soldiers. In order to do that, it all has to start with wanting to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
soldier of Jesus Christ, you'll never be one unless you really want to be one. He's not going to make you one. You have to want to be one. Are you past the baby stage? Do you still get hurt easily? Do you whine and complain if anything does not go your way? If things are not good, you get frustrated and just want to quit? How well do you handle the word of God that God has already given to you? This is the representing of the word of God to a baby. It's the word of God. But that's the size of it right now. In his life, that's all he knows. That's all he can use right there. The sincere milk of the word, the most basic thing, but he needs to have a desire for that. He needs to have a real desire for that. We have to understand these things. Listen to me very carefully here. He said, preacher, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a soldier. Well, you're not going to do much damage with a penknife. If you're a baby, no matter how much you desire, if that's what you're trying to fight with, that's the level that God has given to you so far. What you need to do is learn how to grow up in him to this level. But even at this level, it comes with some problems. Now, we sat in here tonight going like this. This is as boring as all get out. What's that got to do with me? Which goes to show you the level that you're on. It's still all about you, and it doesn't make any sense. The second level that we have here, are you past the child stage? If life is all about you, is it still about you? Preaching is about you. Not getting certain jobs in the church is all about you. Always looking for an easier way around things. If you have a choice, I'm taking that way out. No self-drive, no character. Still think the warfare is all about other people and how they treat you. That's the warfare, the things that I'm going through. You can't show up on time. No stamina. Call in sick regularly. Always an excuse, and you're always an exception to any rule that comes around. Oh, did I hit a nerve? You know what that is? You're first in your own defense. It's time to grow up in Him. Are you a mature man in Christ? You, you cause no problems. You're not a burden to anybody. You make ends meet. You figure it out. You push on. You don't cause any problems. You don't upset anything. You really are. Now, I'm not making fun. I'm not mocking. You're a good man. You're a good Christian man. You have the character. You have learned to endure some things. You've learned how to get along. You've learned to take care of your own so other people don't have to. But that is not where God wants you to quit. You have a solid Christian character. You pay your bills on time. You give tithes and offerings of everything. You do what God tells you to do. You realize this warfare is not with flesh and blood. You do your damage with the weapon that you have. But this is more for self-protection. He's going to protect him and his family. And he has a right to do that. On that level, that's the right thing to do. Protect yourself. Protect your family. But soldiers. Soldiers are what God needs. And what all the training has been about since you were this age. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. Somewhere along the line, we keep stopping our kids from growing on and growing up in him. Sometimes we have stopped ourselves because it's comfortable. I like this. What's wrong with me? I'm not doing anything wrong. 
Are you helping anybody? Are you in any battles for Christ? Are you studying your Bible? Are you winning souls to Christ? Are you witnessing? Are you helping? Are you, I'll tell you about some things that a soldier really does. You see, soldiers not only take hardships of life and have learned to suffer themselves, but also is willing to suffer for others and take on other people and let them have a time to grow up. You know that you're a soldier when you take the heat, when you take the hurt, so that this fella and those guys right there can grow on to another level while you're fighting the battle. And that's okay with you because that's what soldiers do. It's one thing to suffer for you and yours, but a soldier fights and defends others. A soldier's highest goal in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, is to please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I don't have to be commanded. I don't have to be demanded. I want to do the pleasure of my captain. I'm his soldier. A good soldier realizes he has learned that someone who wears the same uniform, even though may have caused trouble, born-again Christian, whether you have hurt others or caused trouble, you listen to me, listen to me well. These examples are throughout the Bible. I didn't say you have to go over there and give them a big hug. I didn't say you sit down and eat with them. I'm simply saying, if they're your enemy, you got some things you need to learn. This is not to fight against God's people. That's right. If they're wearing the same uniform, if they're in the same family as you are, what are you doing killing your brothers and sisters in Christ? I don't care what excuse you have. You're not supposed to be doing that. Good soldiers do not kill their own. Please understand also, a good soldier has learned the truth that causes the most damage to the devil is simply this, obeying and submitting If it doesn't make sense to this level, he can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense. Why does it have to be that way? What's that got to do with me? I'm taking care of my own. Soldiers are like this. Whatever God wants is fine with me, and I'll fight. I will fight to defend God. I will fight to defend my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not just about his own. It's now about others and the cause of Christ. This is where every one of us are supposed to be, which is what I'm hoping more and more of us will be by the end of the year is my hope. It is my hope also. A good soldier is settled. He's assured of what is right and has learned that all God has taught him was to and has taken him through. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. Everything God has taught you, everything God has taken you through, every one of these levels is to hopefully get Amen. you here to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is what it's all about. Not here. Right. Not there. Not here. Here's where you start. That's what we're supposed to be. That is the end result. A good Christian is settled. He's learned that he's supposed to be a good Christian. Whatever God wants is fine. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. After you suffered a while. Make you perfect. Settled. Strengthened. Established. That's a soldier. You see, we want this somewhere in these stages, and it doesn't work that way. 
after you suffered a while. Everything you're learning and every hardship and every heartbreak and every loss that you go through, every every moment you walk by faith and feel as though you're lost and don't know what to do, God is... Te- do you know how often a soldier has to be placed by himself and other people are depending upon him? That's what soldiers do. That's not always what a man does. He'll do it for his own family, but this guy is doing it for other people. A good soldier is at his watch on time, ready to pull his weight. And if he has to, he'll carry another soldier if he has to. A good soldier does not brag on himself. It's all about the cause and other people. That's all he cares about. Thank you, fellas. You can be seated if you'll place that back down there very carefully. I appreciate it. Mikey, you did a great job, buddy. With all that being said, let me tell you how to become a good soldier. In case you were taking notes or thought you needed to write that. I haven't got a big finder around here. With all the boys here. How to become a good soldier. Number one, decide and dedicate to become a soldier of God. God's not going to force you. God wants you to be a soldier, but you have to decide, and you have to dedicate to be one. When I was in the military, and uh, I was in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, uh, I, when I was in basic, I didn't know who they were. I saw some of these guys walking out. They had different boots than everybody else, and, and they bloused their pants. I don't know if you know what that means. They, they, they curled them uh, up above the top of their boots. They didn't have them. They, those are called straight legs. We call them regular army. They, they're not worth a whole lot. And, uh, but airborne guys, they look really cool. And then when I went to uh, jump school, I heard that there was these guys called rangers. I want to be a ranger. I want to be an airborne ranger. I want to live the life of danger. Okay, but so, uh, it's top ten there. And, uh, and uh, I, I want to be a ranger. I had a friend that I went to West High School with. Uh, his name was, um, oh, his last name was Bell, uh, Bob Bell. Uh, and you won't believe this. Bob Bell was just a guy off the street. But when he went in the military, it clicked. He became a ranger, a winter ranger. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough in the sled. Yeah. And so I was in Vietnam, no pun intended. I, I was in Vietnam, and we just got resupplied. And I always wanted to be a ranger, but you see, the thing is, I, I wasn't mentally mature enough to do that. I was a soldier. I was a paratrooper. I was in demolitions. I did a lot of other things, but I wanted to be a ranger. But I just wasn't disciplined enough to do what I wanted to do. So we got resupplied. And when you get resupplied before nightfall, you need to move from there. You're like a setting duck. Everybody's been watching you all day long. So we moved to another location. Of course, monsoon time started raining. You don't want to get dry clothes. It started raining. And, and so there we were. And they said, there are some rangers dug in up here somewhere. If you can find one, they may let you get in with them and get out in the rain. So everybody's looking around like that, and I saw a poncho. You know what that is? You cover yourself with a poncho. And it was laying flat, which means there's a hole underneath there. And I dove underneath of there, and back in those days, I was smoking. So I, I lit up a cigarette, and when I lit it up, guess who was in that poncho? Bob Bell. Bob Bell, I didn't know what happened to him when he got out of high school. And on there, on the patch on his shoulder, said Ranger. And I thought, oh, my goodness. He had become, watch, what I desired. You don't get to be that by simply desiring. It has to start there. 
but you have to be willing to give it your all to do that. You must want to fight for right and for others. I want you to go to Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. Folks, you got to learn how to fight, but you need to learn how to fight <laughs> the right things and the right cause the right way. That's what a soldier does. He doesn't make up the rules. Say, I don't. I think marching this way is okay. Uh, no, you don't do it that way. I think I can carry my rifle this way. No, you don't do it that way. They tell you what to do, and they have a reason for doing that. They really do want you to survive. As much as they yell at well, I don't guess they do that anymore. As long as you don't hold up a great flag or something, I guess you're okay. Uh, I, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 14, be not afraid of them. Now, here's Nehemiah. They're trying, the enemies are trying to come in and stop the building, stop the building of what they were doing. And he says this, be not afraid of them, talking about their enemies. Remember the Lord. Now, don't you forget him. You remember him. Which is great and terrible. When you use the word terrible, it means he's awesome. And y'all see him more. Not mean like, oh, he's terrible. No, that's not what it means. In the in older language, it means he's awesome, if you would. And fight for your, ready, your brother, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. There is no mention of self. We're defending and fighting ourselves for all we're worth, hoping nobody will think bad about us. If you've ever been in a good fight, ladies, don't raise your hand. Fellas, you can't. Uh, if you ever have been, you're not concerned about who's watching or how you look. You know what you're concerned about? Two things. Not dying and winning the fight. So you're not paying attention to the crowd. You're not paying attention even to many of the hurts that you're suffering at the time. Are you listening to me, Christian? Christian, listen, we're paying way too much. Ow! That wasn't nice what you just did. If that's the way church is, I'm not coming back. You want to be a soldier? Well, we got to go from babyhood to a child. And we got to go from a child to manhood where you learn to take care of yourself and take care of your own and not be a burden to other people and do things the way God wants. That's what real Christian men do. But now we're talking about soldiers. We find out here, so number, number one, you need to decide and to, de oh, I'm sorry, yeah, and fight for your wives and family soldiers. So you need to decide and dedicate to become a soldier. Number two, you ready? Stay away from people and things that will not allow you to greatly serve the Lord. Everybody wants you to settle down. We don't do that at our church. I don't really care. He said, preacher, you got a bad attitude. I'm keeping it, too. Well, you know, over where we're at, you're allowed to wear that. I really don't care. So every time you bring that to me, honestly, I just want to punch somebody. In Christian love, of course, but I want to punch you. Look, folks, I'm not the shepherd of every church around here. Not going to be, don't want to be, got enough problems right here. Got all I can handle with all the sheep we got here. And some are wolves and sheep. Anyway, uh, and so, can I have an amen? There we go. Thank you very much. Now listen to me carefully. I love when I'm preaching and watching what you're doing. Stay away from people. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 4, no man that warreth stay in the battle. I mean fight for all you're worth. Keep your nose to the grindstone and your shoulder to the wheel and your back to the... You do all that, you'll fall apart. But anyway, uh, 
What you, what you want to do, folks, you need to stay involved. I mean, you need to get in the battle. You do, you do not remember what David did when he took a day off? COVID was our day off. There are people to this day that hasn't even gotten back in on the childhood thing, haven't got back in on the manhood, and they just decided I'm not getting in. Look, we got preachers walking out of their pulpits to get into politics. I'd like to see him answer to God for that one. Don't, don't, don't start with what Bible politics. Daniel was stolen away from his homeland and had to take that job. It's not like, hey, I think I'll get in politics. Maybe I can change the unbelieving, ungodly world for Jesus Christ. It doesn't work that way. 2 Timothy 2.4, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. You want to stay out of the world? Get busier for God. Learn how to be a soldier. Stay in God. I, I walk guard. They, they teach in the military to walk guard. And the way they do that, they take you to places that have no meaning to it whatsoever. You could fall asleep and shoot yourself and it wouldn't bother anybody. They took me one time. I was in, um, actually I was in Fort Little, Missouri. Missouri, I was freezing and they, they put you in these, they call them cattle cars. I don't know what they call them now. Back in the day when men were men, they called them cattle cars. And they get everybody, they shove everybody in there, and they drop you off all over the world. And if you know my, my uh, uh, way of finding my way around is not real good. And so they dropped me off. They said, okay, Bell, get out. Now, I happened to be on a, I think it was like 12 to 2 in the morning. It was freezing. You know what happens when it's freezing and you get around something warm? Right? So I'm walking around and they take me out to these horse barns with no horses. You make sure you guard this place and you better stay awake. They had me watching over nothing. And then they come and checked on me. I found this room that had a kept opening the door, look out, see if anybody's coming. You know how you do when you're in school looking for the teacher, the preacher? You know what they were trying to prepare me for? How to be a soldier. You see, it started, it, it should have started back when I was a little kid, but it didn't. It should have started when I was a child, but it didn't. It should have started when I was a young man, but it didn't. You need to stay away from things and people that will not allow you to greatly serve the Lord. Anything or anyone, if you don't get this down, you'll eventually leave. You listen carefully. Anything or anyone, and I meant that, anything or anyone. Did you write that down? Anything or anyone. Anything, look at me, anyone. Are you listening to me? All forsook Jesus, and he continued to march forward for his Father. Anything and anyone who wants you or causes you to ease up, to back off, to put going forward off, to get distracted by things of the world or worldly friends, said, Preacher, what do I do? Stay away from them. It's never going to turn out good. You're never going to learn to be a soldier if you keep listening to other people. I'm not, I'm not keeping guard duty. How about you? Let's sneak off and do this. When I was rebellious, that's what I did. I don't care who likes what. I'm going to do what I want to do. By the way, can I tell you how far in the military that got me? I went in and he won't come out and he won. You say, what's that mean? I went in and nothing, come out of nothing after three years. 
It's really not. I was up for E5 when I was in Vietnam. But then I didn't like people telling me what to do. You really shouldn't go to the military. I'm just saying. By the way, why won't you listen to me? Asking doesn't mean you're wise and you're very foolish. Even if you know the answer, the wise man goes like this, what have you got? And the same thing, especially in battle. Number three, learn to take it and continue doing right and you'll make it. My wife and I, people ask me all the time, how did you do this and how did you get through that? There is no great secret, folks. There is, I don't care who tells you, oh, the keys to the secrets are this and the secrets to the Bible is this. Oh, shot at and hurt a lot, we yielded. We didn't lay our armor down. We didn't stop going to church. We didn't quit being on guard. We didn't quit disobeying God. We yielded to what our captain wanted. We continued on doing what our orders were. You go to church. You do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You study to show thyself approved unto God. You go into all the world and you witness. We did the same things that God taught us when we were in the midst of the battle, shot in the battle, cut in the battle. This is what you have to do. You have to learn to take it, listen, listen, and keep doing right. Continue to do right while you're hurting. I can't go on. Oh, shut up. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Soldiers, take it and continue to do what's right. It's the only way you're going to get through it. Second Timothy chapter number 2, verse 3 and 4. Thou therefore endure good times, mountaintop experiences. That's not what it says. Hardness. You say, preacher, what's going on? It's a tough time. Just a tough time. If you can't get over COVID, you weren't even sick. It was just two years of downtime. I said, man, that was kind of nice. You're stupid. That's just foolish thinking. It got you out of your rhythm. It got you out of your marksmanship. It got you out of being in shape. It got you out of continuing. Oh, that's all that it did to anybody. We got people this day haven't made it back. Churches closed down, and I mean, they're not reopened because of that. And I'm sure they're blaming the preacher when the people never came back. This church is exceptional. That's why I'm preaching this way. There are people here who are at the manhood, the womanhood, but all we got to do is simply say, God, I want to be a soldier. I really do. And these are some of the things you're going to have to face and you're going to have to realize or you'll never go to that level that God wants you to be at. Take it. Quit fussing with it. Just take it. Just shut up and take it. That's what my mom would say. My mom did that, didn't she? My mom, she's very nice that way. But she'd say this, oh, just shut up. Oh, just shut up. Quit your whining. Just shut up and take it. Everybody goes through that. She's just tough. My mom's just tough. By the way, when it comes to cleaning, she said, clean underneath that refrigerator. Now, how did she know it was dirty under there? I think at night she'd come home and push it out of the way. Okay, it's dirty underneath. That's not what she did. You know what she said? It's time. Move it and clean it. 
Let me get in it dirty or not. You move it and find out. And since it's moved, clean the floors. That's just where my mom was. She'd get you up in the middle of the night. If my underwear was not folded the way she thought it should be, she'd get me out of bed. Here I was, this cute little teenager. She'd get me out of bed when she'd get home at night and tell me, you get out, I told you to fold those clothes. Guess what they do in the military? They take your bed and throw it up in the air and everything you worked hard to do, exactly what they said. They don't want you to get it right the first time, the second time, the third time. They want you to realize even when you do everything right, doesn't mean everything's going to go right. Just because you do everything right does not mean everything's going to go right. Get used to it. That's what soldiers have to face. Why did I have to dig a ditch? You dig a hole. What for? Shut up, Bell. Dig your hole. But I shut up, Bell. I went on a forest march. You know what a forest march is? I think it's like 20 miles. I'd never been 20 miles away from home until I went in the military. Full backpack. By the way, it's not like today with, with tennis shoes on and shorts. Little t-shirt. Fully loaded. 20 miles. I, mean, I was tired before we got started. I said, Sarge, shut up, Bell. How far we got to go? Shut up. Just keep walking. Well, how far we got? Shut up. Just put one foot in front of the other. Just keep walking. Well, how far we got? Shut up. Just keep. That was like his favorite line, you know. Shut up, Bell. Somebody taught him that. <laughs> Every time I turned around, shut up, Bell. I thought it was a phrase I was supposed to learn. Oh, shut up, Bell. Whatever that means. You won't believe this. <laughs> Emma, quit you laughing at me. We <laughs> you won't believe this. By doing this and just doing what somebody else told you to do. If it had been me, I'd have just been a decent soldier, got my time in and got out. But they wanted me a soldier. Do you know by simply doing what I was told, I made 20 miles. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, you will and should be attacked. You will and should. Ladies, listen to me. If you're a genuine lady of the Lord Jesus Christ, the world does not like you. You are a testimony to everything they don't want or wish they didn't have to think about. Every soldier should be wounded, cut. You're going to be overlooked called upon to do jobs others have dropped. Sarge, I'm not sure. Shut up, Bell. There goes again. Shut up, Bell. But I thought, I thought George was, shut up, Bell. Do what you're told. He didn't do it. Somebody's got to do it. That's what soldiers do. Soldiers, men defend themselves. Not my family. I don't know why I have to do that. I ain't got anything to do with me. I know you take care of yourself. You watch over yourself. God bless your heart. That is a stage, but you're not supposed to stop there. This last one, that's a choice. I'm telling you what God wants, but that's a choice. You have to willingly be wanting to do that to go on and be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You must learn to do without always having and do what others have to do. That's peer pressure. You know other churches that don't, listen very carefully, You'd be a lot better off if you could get to that place. You don't care. God put you here for a reason. 
God didn't put you in open fellowship. He didn't put you in high street. He didn't put you in Bible Baptist. He didn't put you down in Texas, New York, California, uh, Connecticut. Where are you from? Yeah, yeah, Delaware, wherever that is. God put you at the Anchor Baptist Church. Do you know when you first go in the military, they test you? I'm not sure they even pay attention to that. I think they just feel what they need. But anyway, they test you. Can you believe this? A guy from off the streets of, of, of West Columbus, they put me in demolitions. I had a blast. <laughs> Miss Emma, you glad you come here tonight? Me too. Listen to me, kids. It's time to grow up in him. Number four, become an expert with your weapon of warfare. Become an expert. You know, in the military, you're, you're constantly uh, recalibrating and, and fine-tuning your abilities with your weapons. Now, I, I, I had to shoot and tear down everything from an M60 all the way down. In those days, you had the M14, the M15, a 45, and an M60 that I had to. Because when I got to Vietnam, I actually carried an M60 several times. I had a 45. I had to learn how to tear that down and put it back together. An M16 made by Maddie Mattel, which is a toy maker. Then they realized, hmm, this isn't working real good, so they changed a few things and called it something else. But they also had an M14 back in those days. It was a sniper rifle also. It was a very, very good weapon. But you had to be trained. Yet they told squirrel hunters in Tennessee, you don't know how to shoot. Forget everything you've ever known about shooting. See, you come into church thinking you already know a lot about the Bible and you know how to be a soldier. No, you don't. That's why you have drill sergeants. That's why it's called basic training. Huh. <laughs> How'd that get up there? That's a great idea. Whoever thought of that? I did. Now, so what you have here is a cinema what become an expert. Many are and have learned to suffer and to take it, and that's a good thing, to deny yourself. But if you had to quote ten scriptures and find them in the Bible, your eternal destination, dependable on it, you're going to die and go to hell. Because you're a good guy. But a soldier needs to learn how to use that weapon. Could you right now, I need you to come up to this platform. I need you to quote 10 scriptures, many places, any 10, word for word, on where they're located. Now, the high schoolers probably could because the President Fletcher has them memorizing scripture. They don't remember the thing that I taught them, but they remember everything he did, which I'm thoroughly upset about. So, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Learn to rightly divide it. Does that apply to us? I mean, do I have to do that? You have to learn. You look, where's that sword? Give me that sword. This thing here, not sharp, I could do a lot of damage with this. This is not to play with. This is not to show off with. This is not to show people how many moves I can make with this. This isn't something you saw on TV. Do you understand? Christian lives are at stake. There are people dying for the cause of Christ. While we are just trying to be good men and women, just trying to be good. 
not trying to cause any trouble, not stir up anything. I'm all for that. But what the Lord needs is soldiers. He needs people to go to that next level and learn how to do battle for him. Learn how to rightly divide the word of God. Learn that it is this is the only, and that, that set of armor that we described, this is the only double-use offense and defensive weapon is the sword. Not the shield, not the breastplate, not the helmet, nothing. The only offense and defensive weapon is your sword. And I can't understand why Man, read your Bible. Uh, honey, write that down. Hey, write this outline down. This will help you. Honey, write that down. Your wife is grown by leaps and bounds, and you remain an idiot. I'm sorry. You remain a foolish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Stay away from people. Learn some things. Become an expert. We're planning on already a 12-month parade, right? Okay. I, I thought you were, so we're just going to. How to become a good soldier for Jesus Christ. You have to realize some are going to have to grow up to teach others to grow up. Think about all those who came before you that has taught you and through your mercy for you. Just think about it. How many? So I guess we better grow up so that we can train others who need training. You can't train somebody in something you don't know. We have got to learn our Bible and do what's right. You cannot help babies and children. Babies and children cannot help babies and children. You can't expect Micah to help kids his own age. You can't expect uh, uh, Noah to help his sister, uh, to help others his own age. It doesn't work that way. And even most men, what they teach is only what they've learned. How to take care of themselves and how to handle some things. But who's going to teach people to be a soldier? It's what God wants. Somebody's got to teach that. You who are around, some of you, a lot of the people you started with, thing that's still in existence that started that I ever went through or knew was West High School University. Yay! Amen, brother. It's time some got out of the spiritual nursery. Now, first of all, if you're offended by that, that's almost the proof that you're in the Lord. It's time some moved beyond the sandbox and play things that made you happy as a child. You know, I remember those were such good times. Oh, I wish I were back there. No, look, 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 we need soldiers. We need soldiers. Even talking about being a soldier sometimes. What are you talking about? What kind of war are you talking about? It's time some grew past young adult life. Young adult life. Selfish. Grow up. Taking care of yourself. No problem to anybody. And you're doing a fine job. You are doing a great job. This church and our young adult hardly caused me any trouble at all, except some of you. And, and you just don't. You learn how to take care of yourself and provide for yourself. God bless you, brother. But a soldier 
watches out over other people, provides for other people, takes care of other people, even if at his own loss if he has to. And even, it's even time some grew past their adulthood and grow up on taking not only care of yourself, but getting involved with taking, not, I'm not talking about being nosy other people's lives. A Christian can do more damage to the devil with a sword than a penknife. Yes, that makes sense? If, the mature, if they're mature enough to use it. If I had Micah back up here, I just gave him a sword. But he's not grown enough. He's not mature enough to use it. You got a Bible. I have a Bible. Yeah, but you're the preacher. You're a Christian. You are supposed to know your Bible. You are supposed to learn your Bible. Watch. Some of you panicked as soon as I said on Sunday night, we're going to stand up. How have you read your Bible? Oh, no, he's not going to do that. Why would you not before that? Why would you not attempt to do that and let everybody know that's what's right to do and I'll help set the example. It's time. A Christian can do more damage to the devil with a sword than a penknife. In a moment, I'm going to invite everybody here to pray. Churches are slipping, just taking the whole foundation and throwing it out the window. You better be thanking God for what you've got to this point. And ask God to help us to strengthen those basics. And then number four, God, I want to grow up to the next level in what that is. I'd like you to pray about those four things. That first one's going to be a tough one. 
Now, sometimes forgiveness will make you things right, but you've got to go to your neighbor and ask for forgiveness. You see, God doesn't forget sin. We do. You know, I don't even remember my own day. God still remembers it. The only, the only way God on purpose forgets is when you ask him, you confess it, and then ask him to forgive you. God said, okay, behind my back, I'll never see it again. Up until that time, it's glaring right in his face like David said. But you forgot it, but I'm still there. And we're going to the next level tonight. We just like to finish some of these things. I'm going to invite you to come down and pray tonight. If you would, please, everybody come on down.